This program is sponsored by Proponacy, where I'm the president and CEO. Proponacy is the Greek word for coaching. We provide SaaS technology to centers like yours. Most contact centers struggle with their people, whether it be overcoming monotony, attrition, or getting superior performance. Our solution makes it easier and cost-effective to get even more than you could possibly have expected from your front line. The result is loyal customers, engaged employees, and winning, provable, profitable results. You can reach us at Proponacy.com. You are being forwarded to the Contact Center Coach. Welcome to 2023. I'm not sure whether these podcasts will stand the test of time, but maybe somewhere in 2030, someone will listen to this podcast and go, man, this thing is stinking seven years old. I love New Year's, new hope, uh, new opportunity, uh, opportunity for everybody to break their New Year's resolutions and see how many days it takes to actually break them. I don't, I don't do New Year's resolutions, but I do from one year to the next pay attention to what some of the things are that people talk about and and what are some of the first things you begin to hear in the new year that maybe you either didn't hear in in last year or you heard a lot at the end of the year and they just kind of are transcending. So they were kind of popular in 2022 and they're going to be popular in 2023. And one of the terms that I heard almost immediately when 2023 started was the term best practices. I seem to be hearing that a lot lately, best practices. We're, we're, we're looking for best practices. We're, 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 trying to, we're trying to hone in on the best practices or what it is we need to, we need to do. Um, the other one that I keep hearing is that our, our culture is, is our competitive advantage. And I've done a podcast on that in the past. I'll probably one in the future. Whenever anybody tells me that their culture is a competitive advantage, I always want to say to them, prove it. And that's a whole different subject, but maybe we'll get to that somewhere in the future. But best practices seems like it was pretty fashionable in 2022. And so I figured we might as well start off 2023 talking about best practices in the contact center. But, you know, let's just look at some simple best practices. I was thinking about that. So what are the best practices for driving? Well, no texting. No watching movies. I passed a guy the other day that was watching movies while he was driving. I don't think that's a best practice. Put both hands on the wheel. Look at the road. That's a best practice. Have an idea where you're going before you get in the car. Can I tell you the number of people that after they get in the car and they're moving down the road 60 miles an hour, then decide to dial in onto their phone or onto their navigation system where they're going? Just do that ahead of time. What about best practices for eating dinner with people? I mean, could that really have some best practices? Well, sure, right? One of the best practices of eating dinner with people is to actually talk to the people that are at the table. Don't be texting and talking to other people that are not there. I think that's a best practice to talk to the people at the table rather than talking to other people that are not at the table with you. Don't do other things at the table while you're eating, like like play games or your email or whatever else you might be searching for. Don't go to the bathroom more than once to play with your phone. You know, if you got to go to the bathroom, go to the bathroom, but don't go to the bathroom specifically to play with your phone. I think that's probably a best practice. 
And then don't overtake pictures of the food. It, it, it's just food. You only really need one picture of the food. You don't need more than one picture of the food. And you don't need a picture of the food with the person in the picture with you so that you can know that it was their food. That's I think that's probably a, a best practice as well. Well, listen, welcome to Podcast 83. If I sound a little cranky for the beginning of the year, man, I hope not. I, I'm really excited about this year. I don't want to be cranky, but... But I guess I am being a little bit sarcastic to start things off. Well, today we're going to talk about best practices, and I'm just going to call this volume one because I got a feeling this is going to be something we're going to repeat. So I went online and looked around and tried to find out what some of the best practices were in the contact centers. And, you know, I found a list that I thought was kind of intriguing. Um, One was involve the entire company, that that's a good best practice. Uh, Create a strong agent experience. Uh, was second. Three was to streamline internal systems. Four was to combine self-serve options with human agents. Never thought of that one before to really actually have self-serve and human option, human agents. And then number five was to continually evolve. Now, if we were to sit down in a meeting and walk over those five best practices that I just gave you for the contact center, When you were done, you would just have a list of a whole bunch of other things that you were supposed to do after that versus actually doing something about it now. So I thought I would be far more direct, far more simple, far more to the point. So with no more time allotted, let's get straight to it. Here's a best practice for the contact center. Basics taught, basics learned, basics followed. If you don't have these basics figured out, then none of the other best practices matter. And first up is time. Everyone in your organization, from the frontline agents to the supervisors, all the way up to executives, wherever you want to do, they need to understand call center time. Can can we get a amen to Erlang C's, Erlang B? Do you know why Erlangs and why they work and why it's important for people to be in their seats? Not two minutes late, not one minute late, but in their seats when they're supposed to be there. Why attendance matters. What's adherence? What do you actually have to do to have people in the seat? And it's not enough to just say you need to be in the seat. You need to explain to them why it matters and why it's important that people understand time. I always give the adage of a call center minute. And the best way to do that is to just have people in a conference room when you're getting ready to start a meeting and if there's 10 people that are supposed to be in the meeting and one singular person is late just start a clock and for every minute they're late you're losing nine minutes because the other nine people are sitting in the room wasting their time that's nine minutes it's a call center minute so when a hundred people show up a show up one minute late that's a hundred minutes that's almost two hours of another person that you have to invest to be there. People need to understand time. It's so basic and you can't go anywhere unless you start there first. They must understand time. They must understand why it's important, why it's critical and why you are maniacal about time. And if you're not maniacal about time in your contact center, then you can't even can't even employ the best practice of making sure they understand it because you don't get it. I've said it in my other podcasts, I'll repeat it here again. One of the best signs for me of knowing that people in a contact center understand the importance of time is that when there's a meeting, people are running to the meeting. When I see supervisors or managers or leaders 
running to a meeting or people that are coming back from training running to get back in the room to make sure they're in their seats on time, that I know they've got a concept of time, that have got a concept of what time means to their culture, and they have the ability or the potential to have a best practice around it. Do people run to meetings? Start your meetings at 2.34, end them at 2.56. When you have a break from an all-day meeting or a half-day meeting, set a timer. If you get back, you get to stay in the room. If you don't get back, you don't get to stay in the room. Or go the other way, which is we're not starting unless you get back. And then you start the clock ticking. People need to understand time. You're not the only ones in the world that have to deal with time. Everybody has to deal with time. If you're a professional football player, they don't get to decide when they start. It, it starts at exactly the time that it's supposed to start because TV is, is sitting there waiting and they've got millions and millions or billions of people waiting for them to get started. They, they have no choice in the matter. If you want to have a, if you want to understand basics taught, basics learned, basics follows, it starts with time. Next up is something very similar to it, which is, which is availability. People in the contact center need to understand basically that they need to be available. They need to be available physically, which we just talked about, which is time, which is being in their seats when they need to be there. But they also need to be available emotionally. They need to be present. If you're sitting in your seat and you're daydreaming while you're on the phone, you're not available. You're not really there. You're not really, you're not really capable of doing your job. And quite often, that's what happens is people are in their seats, but we end up with high AHT we end up with inaccurate information. We end up with poor CSAT scores because people's minds start to wander. They don't listen to what's going on. They miss something and then they give out inaccurate information. They miss a sale or something happens. So, so availability, having people be physically and emotionally available. And emotionally available really is, is, is kind of a sign of energy, right? It's, it's, it's to the energy of my present. You know, we, um, we deliver uh, technology with, with LMS that's integrated with gamification. And people often talk about the fact that they want to have fun, that gamification is designed to have fun. It's not really designed to have fun. It's designed to have fun moments. It's designed to create some opportunity where people would smile and jump. But if you want to have fun, go to a roller skating rink. If you want to have fun, go play golf or go boating or listen to music or whatever it is. Work should be fun, but work should be successful. People should be successful at work and have fun being successful. It doesn't mean you can't do fun things. It doesn't mean you can't be creative. It doesn't mean you can't create excitement and mystery. I've got lots of podcasts that talk about, but the main that talk about those. But the main reason that I want that I use gamification is so that they're emotionally ready to accept that call at two o'clock in the afternoon, because they've got some other reason that they might be doing. Maybe they're competing against a peer or they're getting really close to an achievement or they've got a legacy of 1,000 perfect CSAT scores and they wanna to get to 1,001. Those are the reasons that you do gamification is so that they're emotionally available and also obviously physically available. Those are the reasons that you do those things because when they're available, you're, you put them in, you put yourself in a position to win and it's basic. You have to have a best practice around, around being purposeful, being on purpose about making sure that people are available physically, but also emotionally as well. Another one is knowledge. I mean, knowledge is so basic. People in your organization need to learn fully. Not just learn, they need to learn fully. They need to learn fully because when, when they learn fully and they understand what it is you do, they're gonna be accurate, and they're going to be efficient. 
And learning never ends. If you don't have an organization that's constantly coaching and constantly training, then you don't have a best practice around, around making sure that knowledge is a critical component of what it is you do. You have to be able to continually do it over and over and over again. And you know, people have a tendency, I don't know if you've noticed this, but people in the world today, they've got a tendency to be, to be intellectually lazy. I mean, I know I've become lazy. I, I, I remember I had a, a, a friend early on, and the four of us would go out as couples, and, and, uh, and she always brought her iPad with, us, with her. And we'd have discussions about uh, some subject or another, and as soon as we started to discuss it, she was on her iPad, and she had the answer you know, before we were you know, a minute into the conversation. And so somebody would ask a question, and, and after a while I got intellectually lazy because I knew she was going to go faster than I was, so I quit even trying to think about what the answer was. You know, in a contact center, if you, if you kind of cruise by the information, you know, that might work if you only got one call and, you know, or maybe you got two over the course of a couple of weeks, but you're probably going to get it 50 or 100 times. So, so being intellectual lazy is not really a good thing to have. You need to be someone that embraces knowledge and, it, and it's a basic best practice. And, and the, way that you, the, way that you, the way that you ensure that knowledge happens is, is that, one, you communicate it correctly and you communicate it in creative ways. And then you communicate it away in a different way, and then you coach to it, and then you repeat it, and then you renew the information, and then maybe you do it in some sort of a, a, a creative and fun way, and then maybe you acknowledge it or shout out when somebody does it really well. Maybe you have a competitive game associated with it. Maybe, they, maybe there's a leaderboard associated, but you're constantly looking for ways to reinforce knowledge. And oh, by the way, something that I taught you, I don't know, six months ago, do you actually think they're going to remember it if you don't quiz them on it again six months later? or two weeks later, or again in, in a couple of weeks, whatever the, the point is, is that you've got to constantly be teaching and learning and, and you've got to embrace knowledge. And you have to have best practices around how you do knowledge and the things that you do. And, and that's not just that, that it's important to us, but the process of how you do it. Can you prove how you're doing that? Can you prove how you're communicating knowledge? And then there has to be a best practice around success and what success really means. And it sometimes can be somewhat of a conflict in a contact center because sometimes we, we, we measure some stuff because that's what we need for our contract. And, and, and we measure stuff that really isn't necessarily connected to success, success as, as we really should be measuring it. And if you want a best practice, your success has to revolve around first call resolution or CSAT or obviously, you know, attendance and adherence. It, first Success has to revolve around a fulfilled client. And, and that's a completely fulfilled client. That's not a client that got off the phone in a certain HT. That's not even a client that maybe you solved that particular problem. If you didn't ask them if there's anything else you could help them with, then they're not a fulfilled client. It's not a fulfilled client if you sold them one thing when you really could have sold them three or four things because we sell things that um, people need we sell things that people want. We also sell things to people that maybe they didn't know they needed them or wanted them, but after we explain it to them, they want those too. What's your definition of a fulfilled client? What's your definition of success? And, and is success something that you not only measure, but you hold people accountable to? Maybe not just the, the executive director of the contact center. Maybe she gets measured by that, but, but what do the supervisors get measured by? Do they get measured by what really counts as success? Something like first call resolution. Those are the kind of things that, that help you to, to make sure that you get the basics. Because the basics really are time, availability, knowledge, and success. 
and your ability to be able to make sure that you're covering each one of those basics means that they're basics taught, basics learned, and basics followed. Now, that's a best practice that you can jump on board with and do something with. How are you doing with this best practice? Are your basics taught? Are your basics learned? Are your basics followed? Do you miss one of them? Maybe you don't have the time one down. Maybe the other ones you're doing pretty well, but the time one you don't. It's the first one. It's the most important one. You shouldn't move out of your seat unless you make sure that you're implementing that and you've taken care of that. It's critical to your success. You know, if, if you implement best practices, you can be a great leader. But great leaders require a lot of hard work. They require a lot of focus. You can be a great leader. I say this to you over and over and over again, and this is the very first time I'm telling you in 2023, you can be a great leader. You can be a greater leader. Maybe you can even be the greatest leader. But it also requires you to bring somebody alongside you to help or for you to turn around and help somebody else. Go be a great leader. And if you are a great leader, send me a note. Send me a note. Let me know that you're a great leader. You can reach me at mtamer at proponisi.com. P-R-O-P-O-N-I-S-I.com. I'd like to know if you're a great leader. Because you know what? This industry needs more of them. It's been great to talk to you. I don't know what I'm going to talk about in 2023, but hopefully it'll be interesting. Hopefully it'll be fun. And hopefully it'll be, it'll be something that will help you become a great leader. It was great to talk to you this week. Look forward to talking to you next. Bye-bye now. You are being forwarded to the contact center coach.